Today on the Tech Bytes podcast, we talk with sponsor Palo Alto Networks about SD-WAN for retail locations. So from securing payment card data to supporting customer Wi-Fi to connecting a multitude of IoT devices, a robust, reliable WAN is a must for retail. We're going to talk with Palo Alto Networks about how SD-WAN can help retail locations get and keep shoppers in stores. Our guest is Anmal Das, Senior Manager for SD-WAN at Palo Alto Networks. Uh, Anmal, welcome to the podcast. So if I think about a retail branch, obviously you want you know sort of the right products in the store and maybe good salespeople. What makes the WAN a priority as well. Kind of what we're seeing these days is, so obviously we had the pandemic yep. where all of the retail locations were shut down, right? We all became 100% online shoppers. And now that the pandemic is kind of behind us, we're getting back into these retail locations. So most of the retailers out there, they're trying to bring customers back into the stores, right? They're trying to bring customers back into the shops. And what they're trying to do is get away from, hey, the customer goes into the retail location to browse and then goes and leaves the location, goes back home and just buys the same <laughs> stuff over the internet. Right. Or, you know, worst case scenario, buys it from a competitor over the internet. They could just go into the showroom to do some comparison shopping. Right. Right. So how do you get people back into the retail location and then deliver kind of a unique or next generation experience so that they're going to keep coming back into the stores, staying in the stores and then buying just your products? So that's kind of the challenge that retailers are facing, attracting those customers back into the store, and they're doing it through these unique experiences. Also, we're seeing very much a focus on technology in terms of analytics and video. We're seeing a lot of, you know, both security and for data on where people are walking through the store. We're seeing more of this, you know, what we would have called five years ago, IoT, you know, cameras doing analysis of where people are walking, which aisles are people walking down, which ones aren't, because they want to put the high selling products in the high use aisles, because that would tend to move more products. Um, there's also this move away from, uh, you know, old style HVAC, which was just sort of like there and there was a service contract to continuously monitored and they need internet access or they need access back to somebody and they're sharing the same network. It's a, it's a much more complicated environment in retail, which I think is what you're what you're drawing out. Yeah, it's it's extremely complicated. And so I think you touched on one of the key pillars there. It's the analytics piece, right? So let's have these IoT devices. And we've seen this proliferation of IoT devices. You know, we kind of saw it first in healthcare and manufacturing. and But now we're seeing a proliferation of this in retail as well, which has accelerated through the pandemic. So one use case is exactly what you just said, which is helping the retailers become smarter. So it's yeah. gathering the data through these smart devices, the analytics, where where customers are walking, what are they looking at, what are they buying, et cetera, et cetera. Also, I've read about costs, you know, this idea of I want to be able to run my stores at a much higher utilization. That means I want to have less managers and more staff on the ground. I need better tools. I need displays in the stores. I need, you know, those visual displays that used to be like a, a video recorder with a, yes. with a VHS cassette in it. Now what we want is display technology. Uh, I, I'm thinking of stores I've been into where the fridge doors have ads in them, you know, <laughs> you know, and then display ads over the tills and all that sort of stuff. It's, and I mean, the tills themselves are so much more complicated. Is SD-WAN a part of that as well? Yeah, no, 100%. So that's all about, in addition to analytics, it's, how do you deliver that kind of a next-gen experience to these customers coming back into the mm. store? So that's where the digital signage, things like smart mirrors, things like frictionless checkouts, 
So these kind mm -hmm. of next generation IoT devices, and then also some of the things that you just touched upon, for instance, mm -hmm. providing the customer expertise in the store that they're not going to just get online or get somewhere else. And when I come into the store, you know, and got a question about a product, I can go to the nearest employee and ask them the question. Yeah. If they don't yeah. know the answer, though, can they easily access all of the other their colleagues from across the country or across the world? Find well, the I'm thinking more person. in this case, banking would be a good one because we're seeing the branches. You know, you can do certain things in a branch, but if you can't, maybe you need to talk to a specialist advisor. I'm thinking like a mortgage advisor. You can't just talk to that in open space. You might want to go into a booth. Uh, one of the things that happens here in the UK is you go into a booth to talk to a mortgage broker on a video call, for example, or some other specialist financial advisor so that you don't have to either send somebody else to your house or you don't have to make an appointment. You just call into a, a specialist trained operator. So, I mean, the, the idea of the branch is changing, Is yeah. I think is the thing to take away. Yeah, I know. And that's driving, like you said, that's driving requirements, right? All of those things mm -hmm. that we talked about, the IoT devices, the analytics, providing expertise that you wouldn't necessarily get online, mm -hmm. the banking example, you know, there's exa other examples in retail. That's driving these IoT devices. That's driving increased requirements, both from a mm -hmm. network perspective, from a performance perspective, that's delivering availability or reliability requirements. So all of those things are driving throughput okay. at the branch. And that's where something like SD-WAN comes in to kind of deliver that experience, both for the retailer and for the customers that are in those branches. And the SD-WAN okay. can deliver that experience because we've got multiple links we can utilize and we can also measure the performance of those links to make sure critical apps are getting the performance they need. Yeah. I mean, so again, if you talk about SD-WAN, right, it's and delivering it for those experiences at the retailers, it's going to be, first of all, reliability. So reliable connectivity, you need to provide secure access and then protect those users and all of those IoT devices. So obviously, reliability is going to be huge here, right? If I lose the ability to take credit card information, I lose revenue, right? It's as right. simple as that. Right. If I'm a yeah. customer and I'm in one of these stores and I'm using a smart mirror and there's delay and I'm having a bad user experience, you know, I may never even come back into that store. So reliability and performance are going to be huge. There's one other part here. It's also cost. We're seeing a real focus in the retail sector on costs of the branch. On one hand, they want to use the branch, but on the other hand, they don't want to be overspending to achieve it. And one of the aspects of SD-WAN that we seem to have stopped talking about recently is how much cheaper it is. That's right. I mean, I think <laughs> I think to your point, when we first started talking about SD-WAN five or six years ago, it was reduced MPLS with direct internet access mm -hmm. or less expensive links, and you have that ROI you know, now that's kind of become table stakes. Like a lot of mm. customers have already moved away from MPLS. So it comes to kind of those other things that we've been talking about, the performance, the, the availability, the reliability, but you're right. I mean, cost is still mm. there as well. We're still seeing a lot of MPLS that's kind of out there in the market, even in retail locations. But the key here, the thing that I don't think we often talk about enough especially with Prisma Access and the way Palo Alto does their WAN and that whole idea of the blades and all the software that's cloud-managed, is it's so easy to operate compared to MPLS. Okay, so we've talked about a lot of services that uh, a retail branch has to provide. It's handling IoT, it's handling uh, cash registers, it's maybe providing in-store Wi-Fi, and you've got to separate those networks. So can I get uh, segmentation out of SD-WAN uh, in a retail environment? Yes, um, so absolutely. So two of the use cases that we're seeing out there 
for SD-WAN. So we're seeing this proliferation of 4G and 5G, right? So we're seeing this both in pop-ups and malls. So mm-hmm. at any of these locations, you want to do, say you got P, you got different types of traffic coming in. You got your guest Wi-Fi at these locations. You've got PCIe data. So you can do segmentation with SD-WAN. This is something that we've done not just recently, not just with IoT, but this is something that we've done you know, seven years ago, 10 years ago, when we first came out with the platform. We have the zone-based firewall, so you can do that L7 segmentation mm. on the SD-WAN, right? So segmenting the PCI traffic from the guest Wi-Fi or from the other traffics that you have at the, at the retail locations. And this is because... Palo Alto Networks is a security company, right? It's just part of the deal. It's not like I have to suddenly build an SD-WAN for my connectivity. I can My firewalling is built into the SD-WAN product. It's built in. That's exactly mm. right. Right From day one, we have a, basically a subscription that you can put on the SD-WAN, a zone-based firewall subscription that does this for you. Actually, most of our customers that we have, um, they don't even need necessarily a next-gen, a Palo Alto next-gen firewall. They're running SD-WAN. And they've got most of their traffic is north-south. They want to do segmentation of that traffic. They're running the the zone-based firewall subscription on top of the SD-WAN. So some of our largest customers are doing exactly that. And Amal, you touched on 4G, 5G. I think it's important to note that as well. When we're talking about SD-WAN and the multiple links it supports, we're not just talking about having to pull a wire somewhere. You can throw in essentially a SIM card and get connectivity, which means you can get a retail location in a place that doesn't necessarily have a hardwired connection. Yeah, that's exactly right. So we're, I think, I don't know if we're the only or one of the only, but um, we have the integrated 4G, 5G appliance, right? Right into the SD-WAN ION. So 4G mm-hmm. and 5G, I mean, when you talk about retail, that's a, I mean, that's a huge UK use case. Like if you look at pop-ups and malls. So for instance, mm-hmm. if I'm a mall, if I'm a retailer in the, in the mall, I may have a single line coming in. So if it's the middle of Thanksgiving and that line goes down, well, now I got to go to back to manual credit card swipers, <laughs> oh boy. right? Which is just not going to happen. So retailers are looking to 4G and 5G alternatives. So we have that, they have that extra link, that mm-hmm. metered backup. So we're delivering that with the ION, which is integrated. Yeah. In. We're one of the only ones that have that integrated. And the other use case for 4G, 5G is, is these pop-ups. So more and more retailers are doing these pop-ups, right? So for instance, you know, you mentioned banking, earlier, right? If I'm at mm-hmm. an event like a concert or something, there's no there's no ATM at that event. So I need to pull up in a truck to provide those ATM services. You know, I got a retrofitted ATM machine that it's got 5G. You know, other examples. So we have a retailer that does pop-ups in grocery stores. So they'll set up a booth inside or outside the grocery store. They don't have any connections um, into the hard line that's in the grocery store. So they're using our ION with the 4G, 5G mm-hmm. that's already built in. So another example, pop-ups in malls. As part of the security capabilities, does the Palo Alto Networks SD-WAN tie into their uh, cloud-delivered security capabilities that Prisma Access? Yeah, so we have, um, you know, between Prisma SD-WAN and Prisma Access, that's extremely tight integration, right? So it's single-click integration from the Prisma SD-WAN into our S into the SSE environment through access. So I mean you basically just tag the Prisma SD WAN node, right? It auto connects to the closest Prisma Access pop around the world. So you have that automatic integration. So we've unified the management, we've unified the policy, and we've more importantly, 
We've unified the event correlation and the event monitoring and the event isolation between mm. those two. So it's same app ID, same user ID, same device ID. So when we talk about retail locations, where this comes into play again is IoT, but more importantly, delivering security against the IoT. So yeah, I, I was going to say. I mean, the biggest thing I think about modern SD WAN or SASE, when you start talking about Prisma, you're also saying I can send all my traffic off to be scanned and logged, so I can see whatever anybody did in the branch network if I choose to. Um, I can use the application recognition features of the Prisma software. I mean, keep in mind that Palo Alto was one of the first companies to come out with an application firewall. So these SD-WAN appliances have that capability and can recognize. And you can just say like, okay, I need to add security to this. I'm going to do firewalling. I'm going to do content inspection. I'm going to do rule matching. But I've also got the centralized um, configuration management. So you can say things like, I want to allow access to Azure Microsoft Office 365. And that's just one rule. You don't have to sit down and work out IP addresses and try and get the rules out to every appliance. It's just one rule for the whole setup. Yeah, it's yeah, it's that fingerprinting and the device mm. profiling. So I can tell, hey, this is a video camera versus this is a smart mirror mm. versus this is a credit card swiper, right? Mm. So I'm delivering that because I'm fingerprinting all of those thousands of devices that are at those edge locations. And then... To your point, right, you're sending that to Prisma Access, and then Prisma Access is doing auto segmentation and coming up with segmentation recommendations that we can bet, then implement back on SD-WAN. So for instance, mm. this specific device, I see that we have a certain OS, I'm going to make recommendations on upgrading that specific device to the latest OS because it's got mm -hmm. such and such security risk, or I'm doing such and such security profiling against that specific device mm -hmm. in order to do continuous inspection and verification against that traffic. So those are some of the things that are important. A, we're fingerprinting the device so we know exactly what it is. We're sending yeah. it to Prisma Access because we have that tightest recommendation. And then I can come up with those very specific recommendations against those specific devices. I think that the key here is operational part too. I mean, all those things are great. But when I was running a, a network that had 500 branches, my ability to keep 500 devices in synchronous, like keep the configuration standardized across all of that estate was enormously difficult. And to work out firewall rules that I could push across the estate was very difficult. And this is where Prisma has these great operational features that simplify that a lot. When you start adding security into the situation, then that's where the complexity just goes yeah. exponential, like you're talking about, right? So that's yeah. where that single integration, Prisma Access, Prisma SD-WAN, all of this stuff that we just talked about, the fingerprinting, the segmentation recommendations, all of that is done without a whole bunch of user interaction or a bunch of operational interaction. And so, yeah. but that's a common theme across SD-WAN in general, right? It's yeah. the zero touch provisioning, it's the simplification of the day two operations, it's now troubleshooting is easier, identifying day two attacks is easier because of the visibility, it's all of that stuff. That operational benefit is kind of a common theme across all of this. Mm -hmm. And that's one of the key differentiators or value points. Uh, one last question then, I presume given everything we've talked about around observability, um, the ability to identify applications, the ability to set and monitor policies, uh, I assume because we're generating a lot of data here, there's also presumably a tie into machine learning and AI capabilities. 
Yeah, so I'm glad you brought that up. So the whole visibility aspect and the troubleshooting aspect of this is is important. So again, we've talked about between SD-WAN and, and Prisma Access, we have the same app ID, same user ID, same device IDs, right? So now what I'm able to do is when an incident happens, which it always will, when an incident happens, I can take a look at, I've unified the data between all of these three different data lakes, my monitoring data lake, my security data lake, and my application and my network data lake. So now I can pinpoint the incident exactly where it occurs. So I can map out the workflow of the application. I can take a look at that application from a per segment and per hop basis, drill into each segment and look at exactly the health of the application on a per segment and per hop basis. Mm -hmm. And now not only can I identify the incident and I can identify no matter where it is, right? It could be my own network, could be the carrier network. It could be something at the application that's misbehaving. So I've identified the root cause very quickly and through the AI powered approach of unifying those data lakes, now I can actually resolve many of those incidents on my own. And if I can't resolve it, then at least I can provide a rich set of playbooks and I can identify exactly where the problem is and give those playbooks to whoever the user is that's going to resolve the incident on that segment or that hop. Right. And so, that, that kind of detailed feedback can really help speed up troubleshooting. Exactly. Well, that does bring us to the end of this conversation. Uh, if you're interested in finding out more about what Palo Alto can do in regards to SD-WAN, you can go to paloaltonetworks.com slash sassy slash SD-WAN. That is paloaltonetworks.com slash sassy slash SD-WAN. And we'll also have that link and others in the show notes that accompany this podcast. Uh, thanks them all for joining us. And thanks to Palo Alto Networks for being a sponsor. And most importantly, thank you for listening. The Packer Pushers Network has this and many more free technical podcasts on topics including networking, cloud, Kubernetes, IT strategy, and more. You can find it all at packetpushers.net. You can also find us on LinkedIn, hear us on Spotify, and rate us on Apple Podcasts. And last but not least, remember that too much networking would never be enough.